Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Ah, I'm back in the studio again. Yeah, or otherwise known as my garage. <laughs> Talking to myself and four walls, and I'm only hoping that people are hearing this. So, hello. If you are tuning in right now, then welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And like every other podcast out there, yes, we have a Patreon. If you would like to go and help support us, then you can go and check us out on Patreon. There's links in the show notes there. And uh, yeah, you can be part of the Patreon faithful. Uh, but following the uh, podcast last week, actually, at the Pipe Major Frank Anders Tribute concert, we did see a bit of a rise in numbers over there on Patreon. So, yeah, a lot of people keen to see what's going on backstage. And, uh, yeah, they've been treated to all of that. And uh, there will be more, of course, included in Patreon. So, yeah, including this week's topic, actually, which our Patreon faithful who have had access to this now for a few weeks. So, yeah, if you want to get some early access to some upcoming episodes, then go over to Patreon. That plus, of course, you get our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, which goes out live every week. Uh, so, yeah, if you do happen to miss it live here in Northern Ireland, then you can, yeah, join Patreon and you can download it every week and listen to it whenever suits you. Two hours worth of live piping and drumming every week in your pocket just for supporting us on Patreon. There you are. So, shout out to the Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Indeed. Right, so what's on this week's pod? Well, uh, yeah, the title of this week's episode does kind of give it away a little bit. Yeah, we've got a really interesting conversation coming up all about the Breton uh, competitive piping scene. And it's a scene that I know very little about. And I've thrown myself under the bus many times by getting it wrong, dreadfully wrong. Uh, So, yeah, I bring in some experts. I believe. Yeah, some people with experience in the field, and we'll chat with them later on. Uh, So that's in this week's topic. Plus, of course, we have all the usual shenanigans right here in the Rab Show. And uh, yeah, we're kicked things off with listener mail, like we do every week. Yeah. Now, I know we haven't done that now in a few weeks, so we are playing a little bit of catch up here. So bear with us. Our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. So, kicking things off, we have an email here from Jim Sim, of course, president of the Midwest Pipe Band Association. He says, Hi Rab, just wanted to let you know the results of the Pipe Major Ian Swinton Open Piping Competition. Uh, So, yeah, he's listed all of the results here. So, this was all held uh, as part of the Midwest Pipe Band Association. And, yeah, there was prize money involved. And he's letting us know the full value here. Three and a half thousand dollars worth of prize money. Are you serious? Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, we published these, of course, across all of our socials. You can go and check that out. The judges on the day, of course, were Jack Lee and Bob Worrell. And the overall winner on the day was Derek Midgley, of course. Yeah, we've had Derek on the show here before, actually, uh, when we were talking about the CPA. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you can go and check out that pod at your leisure. Uh, but, yeah, the full results, I'm not going to sit and read a hashtag list to you, but you can go and check that out. We've shared that out there on the Big Rap Show social media. So, every uh, yeah, congratulations and well done to everyone involved there at the Pipe Major Ian Swinton Open Piping Competition there. It seemed to be quite a successful event all round. And well done to Derek lifting the overall title there. Well done. All right, on to our next email. We got uh, an email here from Ryan. He says, hello, just wondering if you could give one of my fellow band members a shout out as he just got engaged. Oh, right. Okay. Is it shout out to Ryan and Samantha competing uh, from Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums and all the best from Big Rab and the team. Indeed. Ah, congratulations. They're getting hitched. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan and Samantha. Congratulations. There you are. See, this is what listener meal is for, you know. Yeah, shout out to the Lower Cloud Pipes and Drums. And congratulations to Ryan and Samantha. Yeah, popping the big question. There you go. Fair play. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we've got a, an email here, but this was coming a few weeks ago, actually. So apologies that we've missed this. Uh, but So we are playing catch up here. Shout out to Andrew O'Sullivan, who uh, emailed us in. Hi, Andrew. He says, hi, Big Rab and team. I was wondering if the Big Rab Show matchmaking service is still active. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, we are still working away, although it is slowing down now at this point. Uh, we are in the month of May, so the season... Not too far from now. So, yeah, uh, p- placing people in the pipe bands isn't really... It's not happening as, happening as frequent now, I guess. It's more of a thing during the winter months. But it is still open, yeah. Uh, Andrew goes on to say, I have a new pipe band on the go called Solus Namara Pipe Band. Now, I've probably completely butchered the pronunciation of that name. So apologies there, Andrew. Uh, but he says uh, they're based out in the Highlands in Monmouth County in New Jersey. In the United States, of course. So they're looking for players with previous experience, both pipers and drummers, as well as beginners who want to learn from scratch. And they're planning on competing in the future uh, once they have enough numbers to put up a competitive band on the grass. They practice in the VFW Hall in Bay Avenue there in the Highlands in New Jersey. Uh, so, yeah, anybody interested, you can go and check them out on Solus Namara Pipe Band on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email them, of course, at solusnamarapipeband at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, just wanted to give a shout-out for Andrew for emailing that in. Apologies, it took us a number of weeks to get that on the show, mate, but there you go. Hopefully that's helpful. And, yeah, if anybody's in that New Jersey area there, especially around that Highlands area, yeah, if you wanted to tick up the challenge, there's your opportunity. Um, so, aye, even, yeah, if you ha- are, are unable to find them on socials, then drop us a line here on The Big Rab Show, and we'll do our best to, yeah, match you up with a pipe band that'll be looking for, yeah, experienced and beginner members. Yeah, the Solus Namara. I'm probably completely pronouncing that incorrectly, but there you go. Right, so that's pretty much it for listener mail this week. Uh, so, as always, just wanted to remind you, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get your emails into us. Uh, right, other than that, uh, the, the majority of other emails that we have in our system have, are all working on future episodes. And that's all I'm going to say on that front. Uh, we've got a lot of great conversations coming your way over the next few months, especially through the season. That's going to be quite a packed time for us here in the Big Rab Show. So if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, then... Take some time now and do that because you don't want to miss any future episodes. Trust me, we've got quite a lot of great shows coming your way that we're we're putting some work in. Yeah, let's say the Big Rab Show team are not bored at the moment. Um, 
Far from it. We're incredibly busy at the moment, trying to piece together uh, some great upcoming episodes. We're looking forward to these. So, um, yeah. That plus a whole range of coverage for our upcoming season. And, <clears throat> yeah, future episodes of Big Rab Show TV are in the works again. We, we are hoping for the best. Uh, you guys remember what the launch of Rab Show TV went like, and it was a disaster. Uh, but we're going to try again. You know, why not? We're going to try it. Anyway, let's move on. You guessed it. It's that time of the week again. It's time for Word of the Week. <laughs> Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Community. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is community. And uh, yeah, whenever I went and looked up the Oxford Dictionary definition of what the word community meant, I think it's absolutely perfect for this week's pod. Now, yes, would you hear this? The condition of sharing or having certain attitudes or interests in common. There you are. So whenever people refer to a community, uh, normally they're thinking of like a town or a village or a city. You know, their communities living within these. Um, well, I would s- stress that ourselves in the piping world, we are our own community. We all have shared interests in common and attitudes, I would re- reckon, as well. Yeah. Now, the reason this week's uh, Word of the Week is community is because I've found over this last while that the piping world is definitely a community that helps each other. And, yeah, especially in light of all the recent devastating news that we've received, of course, uh, as well as some of the good news we've received, of course, with the latest coronation events and things. And we're seeing lots of our pipers and drummers in the services all, you know... and involved in playing at such big events and stuff. And even all around the UK here, there's been hundreds and thousands of pipers and drummers all playing at all sorts of various different parties and events and things, all to celebrate, yeah, the coronation event, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, there was a huge, huge community involvement from the piping world, and everyone was celebrating each other. You know, I for I for one have not yet seen a bad comment online on any recordings that have been forthcoming. And everyone has been very complimentary of each other this last while. I don't know what it is, but the piping community really seems to be supportive of each other at the moment and really trying to help each other. And that's one thing that I wanted to reflect in this week's Word of the Week, the sense of community. As much as we... Well, okay, let's face it, we do compete against each other, and there are rivalries there, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to paper over the cracks here, because, yeah, sometimes there are proper rivalries. Uh, But, yeah, all in all, we are competing at the same medium that we all know and love, and that is the music of this great Highland bagpipe. And that's what we all, uh, yeah, it's what we all love, it's what keeps us all connected and joined together as one big piping community. So, yeah, all I have to say for this week's Word of the Week is to remind you of such community. You may well think, listening to the podcast right now, that, you know, you're on your own. You're the only person in your kitchen uh, practicing through your MSR for the fourth time that week. Or, you know, you're trudging off to band practice and you're there for hours in the freezing cold, perhaps. Or, yeah, getting screamed at by your pipe major. (laughs) And you might think, ah, what am I doing? Well... 
Yeah. Believe it or not, you are not alone. There are hundreds and thousands of other people who are doing the exact same thing for the love of it. And it's only when you hit the grass and you start meeting up with all of your fellow community that you realize just how connected we all are to this music. So, yeah, just wanted to remind you all, you're not alone. You are part of a huge piping and drumming community or family, whatever way you want to look at it. Uh, but, yeah, that's what's inspired this week's Word of the Week, community. There you are. Okay, well, <clears throat> after Word of the Week, you guessed it, we rolled straight on into our next favourite feature, which is Weekly Drone. So, JD, what's this week's Weekly Drone, mate? It's the Weekly Drone. Time for a change with March Pasts. Hi, Rab. What's your thoughts on the current March Pass formation at Majors? It seems to go on for ages, and it gets tedious for players and supporters by the time you get all the bands in. And then you have all the drum major prizes first before the bands. At places like Dumbarton last year, there weren't many folk left by the time Grade 1 was announced. There must be a better way to do this. Ah, uh, Weekly Droner. Do you know, it's one of those things that is, has to be one of the most common complaints when coming to competitions here in the UK, is the March Pass, the grand finale. It does take forever, especially at the major championships when you're talking about quite a considerable amount of bands all have to form up, all have to march past, get in their ranks and everything, and then you stand and you wait, and then you play the salute to the chieftain. And all that, it does, it takes forever. And then all those speeches, and then everyone goes up and gets their photo tucked for the local paper. And yeah, I get it. It does take a long time. Uh, But it's what we've done for the longest time. Uh, Some people would argue that we shouldn't really tinker with it because it's tradition. And it's a traditional thing that that's how it's done. And we shouldn't really mess with it. I do know that, you know, other associations and that across the globe do do it differently now as i was recording the podcast there for the pipe major frank andrews tribute concert i was chatting to emma Barr just off the record of course asking her about her time at las vegas and she commented actually about how the march past was accomplished in las vegas and about how everyone marched on together and played one big mass band tune and that yeah that was so much quicker because every band was on at the same time. Now, I do know that we did try that here in Northern Ireland. Uh, I think that they all marched on playing Scott and the Brave, I think, uh, from memory. I can't remember what specific competition it was, uh, but I do remember there was experiments uh, carried out with the March Past. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, that my own personal preference is, yes, I agree that sometimes it does take too long. The speeches can drag on, especially when you're standing in the lashing rain. And sometimes the waiting for everyone receiving their prize and photos and then they get their master sheets and all of it. Yeah, sometimes it can take a little bit of time. But I... I just don't know what we can do to change it. Whether we change it that only a few bands march in and the rest of them file in from the back, I don't know. Or I I just don't know how you fix this. Uh, Yeah, it's a common uh, complaint, I guess. But I would love to know your opinions on this, folks. I I just don't see any one clear answer. Uh, But yeah, I do take examples from around the globe, especially there in the US, uh, where they have one big mass band marching on at the end, and that's it. Uh, But 
yeah, we don't do that here in the UK. We march everybody in individually, and uh, then we give out prizes individually, and then we wait for photos and speeches and all that stuff, and shaky hands with the the bigwigs with the chains and everything. So, yeah, I don't know quite how to fix this, but I'm open for suggestions. So, uh, who knows? That's a possible topic of the week right there, Weekly Drummer. <laughs> so, yeah, you can always send us in your suggestions for fixing the March past. What's your opinions on it? Uh, com. Now, there was one final comment there, I think, from Weekly Drummer, where you have to wait for all the drum majors to get their prizes first, and then the bands. Um yeah, that's been mentioned before. Uh, perhaps the drum majors shouldn't be included in the prize given. I have to disagree with that. I think the drum majors are every bit a part of the piping and drumming community. And yeah, I know I was told to give my opinion more on this podcast. And that's what I'm doing. I'm throwing myself under the bus. I think it's only fitting and it's only right that the drum majors who work so incredibly hard get full credit whenever they do manage to lift a, tr- a trophy, you know, at a competition. Regardless whether it's a minor or a major, it's still worth celebrating. The amount of work involved, efforts, practice, all of it, yeah, it definitely does deserve recognition alongside the bands, in my opinion. So, yeah, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Yep, stuff that rap got drunk. There you go. But I do love seeing the, the drum majors getting their prizes and stuff. And I would argue that sometimes they're a lot quicker at getting their prizes because they're already lined up at the very front. <laughs> they don't have as far to walk, you know. So whenever they get announced, they're, they're immediately there. They don't have to file their way through from the back of the park, you know. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, an interesting an interesting weekly drum. And, yeah, no doubt we'll receive more on this. All right, give me your opinions. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Send us in your thoughts. How do we fix the March past? Yeah. And, yeah, if you do have your own weekly drone, you can go over to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page where you can send us in your thoughts and feelings, uh, warts and all, and we'll bring them here to the pod and we'll discuss them. Yeah. Now, whether we'll see actually any change for the March past this incoming season, I don't know. I don't think there's been any sort of proposals or... Yeah, anything like that, I guess, for this incoming year. But who knows? We may see a branch decide to tinker with it a little and perhaps change it up and see if they can streamline it a bit so everyone's not having to stand there for an hour and a half. Um, Through all of this, my number one thought is the center bands. All right? If you've ever had to play center bands, I've had that uh, duty, I suppose, many times before playing in center bands. And uh, you could be standing there for hours, especially if there's only like three center bands. Uh, On some occasions, there's four, depending on the size of the competition. Uh, So, yeah, you could be standing there for hours and hours and hours playing six eights until you're blue in the face. Uh, So, yeah, it's the center bands I really feel for, especially when you've spent all day competing. The last thing you want to do is stand there and march past playing six eights while people dander past you, you know. (laughs) Anyway, I'm complaining, uh, but yeah, that's been my experience. I do feel for the center bands playing uh, as the other bands march in. It does take a long time, and that's a long time standing playing six eights for the 15th time. Yeah, anyway, let's move on, shall we? Yeah, I guess it's time for What's the Crack, eh? Do you know your Urlar from your Kromlua Amach? If that sounded like gibberish to you, you're not alone. Plenty of other pipers pass over Peabrook as too nerdy, too difficult, or just plain boring to learn. But in May, Dojo University is on a mission 
to show you that couldn't be further from the truth. They're doing a deep dive into this ancient pipe and art form, taking over the dojo for a month-long focus on learning more about Peabrick. They'll have guest workshops with Dr. Jack Taylor, Wally McCallum and Dan Evans. Plus, if you join during May, you'll also get lifetime access to their first two comprehensive Peabrook courses to work through at your leisure, whenever suits you. So, if you've ever been curious about how Peabrook came about, how to play it, or if you're already an aficionado or just eager to dive deeper, then join Dojo University for their Peabrook-themed month this May. Visit dojouniversity.com forward slash theme to learn more. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Well, the crack this week is that we had a lot of pipe bands from across the globe all taking part in various different celebrations following the King's coronation. Yes, here in the UK we had a lot of bands out in pipe in action and it was great to see them all. But there's a couple of bands in particular that we have to talk about that is great to see them back again. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a moment or two. But we've also got exciting news from the Pipe and Life Festival uh, for Pipe Idol 2023. Yeah, we'll chat more about that, of course, as well. We cannot go any further without mentioning the draw for the UK Championships is now available. The the first major in the season, we're we're about ready to hit the grass with that one. So, um, yeah, if you are interested... Stay tuned, we're going to yeah dissect it in fine detail. <laughs> yeah, there was a quite an exciting announcement about an upcoming National Day that's going to be celebrated on the September 23rd, and we'll chat about that and about why it's exciting for bagpipers. That, plus we also had news of an exciting new job opportunity at George Harriet's there in Edinburgh. Hmm, we'll talk about that. We also had the Leinster Pipe Band Championships and we've seen some of our Grade 1 big guns hit the grass for the first time this season. That was exciting and we'll chat about that of course as well. We had quite an exciting competition launched by Linda's personalised flashes over social media over the last few weeks or two. And uh, yeah, it came to the very exciting conclusion on, oh, we'll have to chat about that. So let's not wait any further, there's a lot of news to get our teeth into. So yeah, (laughs) let's get into all of the news and updates then, shall we? McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. (laughs) 
Okay, first of all, let's talk about those bands that have returned. Yeah, first of all, I want to lead with the story of Ullapool and District. Yes, we've finally seen Ullapool back again in action, and man, it's so good to see them. Uh, so, yeah, they were back again playing at the Ullapool Garden of Reflection. And, yeah, just a couple of photos of the band back again. Uh, so, yeah, we haven't seen any video clips or anything like that, but, hey, it's just fantastic to see the folks there at Ullapool and District back again thumping out the good tunes. So, yeah, congratulations to everyone there at Ullapool. Great stuff. Also, I have to say, my own band that I got my start in, are back again. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth the Second Pipe Band from Castle Dawson right here in Northern Ireland. It's been a long time since we've seen Queen Elizabeth back on the road and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just warms a special place in my heart when I see them now. Uh, so yeah, under the leadership of Pipe Major Gordon Gilmer and uh, yeah, Lead tipper Richard McGrath. Uh, yeah, they've been very busy over the course of uh, the coronation and everything. They've been playing at a lot of local events and celebrations and stuff. So, hey, it's fantastic to see the mighty Queen Lizzie, as they're affectionately known as, or better still, their nickname was the Queen Bees. Uh, so, yeah, it's brilliant to see them back again. Uh, so, hey, I don't know if they have any plans to compete this season or whether they're just sort of getting the ground under their feet before possibly competing next season. Don't know, uh, but you can go and check them out on their socials. They've got loads of video footage and photos and all that stuff where you can enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, they're all across uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Just uh, have a search for them. The Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band, and you can find them. Uh, so, yeah, been very active this last while, and it's just so encouraging to see. Uh, for those of you who are statisticians and all the rest, whenever I was in Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band, I was nine years old, and they were playing in grade two. Uh, under pipe major Tony Greenwood. So that's going back a while. Uh, so yeah, that's whenever I was on tenor for a couple of years before eventually graduating on the snare drum. And just when I graduated on the snare, uh, Queen Elizabeth folded in grade two. So I had to make the jump from Queen Elizabeth then to the Quinn Memorial in grade two. And then the rest was history. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so that's a little bit of my own pipe and history there. But yeah, just wanted to give a particular shout out to the Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band. It's just brilliant to see them back out again. And yeah, I would urge you to go and check them out on their socials. They've been really active and just very celebratory, I guess, of being back together again. Uh, with all of these members across the local area, it's just fantastic to see. So well done to everyone there at Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band. Doing what they can to head back out again. Fantastic. All right. Okay. That's an exciting story, but I want to get into the, possibly the bottle be most of this week's news and updates. The draw for the UK Championships is now available. You can go and read the entire thing at length, and I have done. Now, for full information, of course, for anyone who's planning on going uh, to the UK's, even as a spectator, you have to go and purchase tickets for this. The event is ticketed. Now, that would suggest to me that they're possibly trying to limit numbers in the park. Now, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know the reason behind the ticketing, uh, but it's there. And you can go to visitarma.com and follow all the links and everything to the Pipe Band competition uh, where you can go and get your tickets for Lurgan Park for the upcoming UKs. Uh, so... I'm just going to check the prices here, actually. I'm going to have a look at the website here now. So, uh, right, UK Pipe Band Championships entry for an adult is 8 quid, or for a concession price if you're over 65 or if you're a student, is 4 quid, half price. And it's uh, free for kids under 16. There you go. So, yeah, for a couple of adults, 
16 quid, there you are. It's not scandalous, it's not a huge price tag, but it's still a price tag nonetheless. Uh, but hey, I don't know, I, I'll pay that three times over to get through that gate for that first end, for that first yeah, major championship of the season. You seriously going to miss it? I'm not paying eight pounds to go through the gate to your ways. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, get me in through that gate. I'll pay you 80 quid to get through the gate. No problem. <laughs> well, come on, I'll pay me eight pounds and I'll be happy. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to miss this. And you shouldn't miss it either. So go to visitarmad.com. You can go and check it out. So let's get a look at the draw then, shall we? Uh, so left, looking at our junior drum majors, there's two heats for our juniors. Uh, so you can go and check all of those out. I'm not going to read you a hashtag list, uh, but there's two heats for those. And there's three heats then for our juveniles. Yeah, so numbers are increasing here. So the juvenile grade is slightly larger. Uh, three heats for them. And then for our adults, we have four heats then for the adult drum majors. Uh, so, yeah, again, pulling in a lot of big names from across the drum majoring world. You don't need me uh, to read you a hashtag list, but just suffice to say, yeah, they're there. All right, four heats for your adults. And, yeah, you can go and have a look at it. All right, starting with Novice Juvenile B. Oh, this is exciting. All right, kicking things off at 10 o'clock in the morning, we have Dollar Academy. Yeah, we have Loch Gilly High School. After that, the junior band. Then we have Renfrewshire Schools. Then Loch Gilly High School. Preston Lodge uh, High School. And then Down Academy are in that novice juvenile B grade there. So six bands in total. Not a bad grade. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so novice juvenile B. That'll be an interesting grade there. Hmm. Okay, Novice Juvenile A, we have four bands in total, and we have the usual suspects by now. We have St. Columbus School, uh, we have George Harriet's, we have George Watson's College, and the mighty Dollar Academy. There you are. So, yeah, Novice Juvenile A with four bands in there. Okay, let's fire on to grade 4B. 15 bands in here. That's not bad. Yeah, that's quite a good entry for the first major. So 15 bands in total for grade 4B. We have Hollymount, Irvine Memorial, Altnave Memorial, Joseph Ford Memorial, Fraserburgh RBL, Stockbridge. We have Major Sinclair Memorial, Black Raven, Money Gore. Actually, I think this is Money Gore's first outing, actually. We haven't seen Money Gore pipe band in a while. Are they another band that's just hitting the circle again after a, a while out? They got, I don't know, that, that could be stuff that Rab got wrong. But hey, shout out to Money Gore. Brilliant to see you back again. Uh, Tully Lag and Pipe Band, their development band, of course, will be in 4B. Uh, we have Upper Cross Gar. We have Letterkenny in District. Breedy Ulster Scots and Kilshin. Uh, there you are. That's a band I'm not aware of. I don't think I've heard them yet. Uh, so looking forward to hearing them. And also we have McDonald Academy. Yeah, from the McDonald Memorial Pipe Band. Their Academy Band will be in there as well. So yeah, quite a packed grade. 15 in total in grade 4B. That's interesting stuff there. There you are. So starting at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning all the way through to 10 to 1 in the afternoon. So yeah, a lot of piping and drumming to be had there in grade 4B. Moving on to grade 4A then. Yeah, 12 bands in total here. Yes. Oh, another great grade here. Uh, so Uddingston Strathclyde kick things off at half 10 in the morning. Then we have McDonald Memorial, uh, Ballyboley pipe band after that. Then the Royal Borough of Stirling. Then Clontibricht. Oh, Clontibricht. Again, is that another band that we haven't seen in a while but have returned? I, I don't know. The, I, stuff that rap got wrong. Yeah, uh, Clontibrecht, and we have a Kilbarkin pipe band around there. We have Clock Finn as well. Uh, Surla and District in Grid for it. Yeah, we have Rafo Ulster Scots. Yes, Arklow pipe band. Again, another name that's really familiar to me. I have I can't remember hearing Arklow last year. There you are. Uh, Grancha and William Kerr Memorial. 
Yeah, not that's your 12 bands. Now, I know I'm probably getting stuff dreadfully wrong here, and these bands have probably been in competition for quite a while. I just don't remember listening to them, because I have a terrible memory. There you are. <laughs> so apologies to these bands. Uh, moving on to the juvenile grade, then, we have four bands in there. We have Dollar Academy, George Harriet's, George Watson's College, and Preston Lodge. There you are. Yeah, so again, possibly the, the usual suspects that we're used to seeing in that juvenile grade. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that, to seeing how they shake down in the first major of the season. Good stuff. All right. Now, this next grade really surprised me. And I was really shocked when I read this at grade 3B. There's three bands. That's it. And this is a major championship, folks. Grade 3B have three bands. That's it. You have the Cleland Memorial, Airpipe Band Society, and Kolobaki. That's it. That's your Grade 3 competition. It starts at 2.30 in the afternoon, and it finishes at 2.45 in the afternoon. <laughs> You're talking 15 minutes worth of a competition for Grade 3B. Mm, that's... Really disappointing for Grade 3B. I was expecting a lot more of a bigger competition. But um, it's very clear that a lot of the Grade 3 comp- three B competitors from Scotland are not making that journey across the Irish Sea for the UKs. Um, so I guess, I don't know, that's the cost of living crisis, I suppose, here in the UK. Uh, biting back again, you know, when bands are unable to afford travel, I guess. So Grade 3B with three bands. That's disappointing. Anyway... Let's move on to uh, more sunnier climbs, I guess, to grade 3A. Yeah, 14 bands in here. This is quite a, yeah, quite a stout grade and a difficult one to try and predict. So good luck to anyone who's trying to predict this one. Uh, so 14 bands in total, starting with Clocker and Districts. We have Colburn IOR, then the Matt Boyd Memorial, then Denny and Dunny Pace Pipe Band Association. Awesome stuff. Then we have Kildog, of course, who's been nearly, newly upgraded. We have Battle Hill and Column Kill as well. Deeside Caledonia are making the trip, along with Stockbridge will be there just after. We have Drumlock Pipe Band as well. Looking forward to seeing Drumlock, actually. Yeah, remember seeing some practice footage from Drumlock, actually, on socials in there. They're sounding pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Tolly Lagan as well. We know Tolly Lagan are sounding good because we heard from them in their recent concert. They were sounding great. Uh, along with the Major Singular Memorial... Yeah. Had to give his a shout there, lads. Uh, so, yeah, and also McNeilstown as well, who we know were sounding really strong at the last concert on last week's pod. They were sounding brilliant, so really looking forward to hearing McNeilstown. Along then, finishing things off in Grade 3A, was Brushane and District. So, yeah, 14 bands in total, and good luck to anyone trying to predict who's coming out in that top six. That's going to be a very hard-fought grade this year. So, yeah. Good luck to everyone competing in there. That's that's tough right there. But speaking of tough, we're getting on to possibly the most difficult grade, I would argue. Grade 2. This incoming season is going to be insane. Is <laughs> the word I'm going to use. We have 12 bands in here for the Grade 2 competition. Kicking things off with Port Leithen and District. Yes, not bad. So looking forward to hearing Port Leithen, actually. And then the City of Edinburgh, Pipe Band, of course. Then we have Buck and Peterson. We have Ravara. And then St Mary's, Derry Trasna, along with St Joseph's. Yeah, and a couple of great strong bands there. We have the Kilchaman, Isle of Islay, of course. Go on, the Islay. Yeah, and then we have Uddingston, and then Royal Borough of Annan, along with Glasgow Sky. The Sky are back, baby. 
Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been singing their praises <laughs> over on Fuse FM. I can't wait to see Glasgow Sky back in the the circle again. And now they're taking this demotion from Grade One into Grade Two. This will really shake things up in Grade Two, I would argue. Looking forward to seeing Glasgow Sky in action. Uh, so also then we have Manor Cunningham, of course. Absolutely love the manor. Uh, yeah, fantastic band. And then wrapping things up in grade two, we have Oban. Yeah. So again, good luck to anyone trying to predict that top six. Never mind your top three. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> twelve bands in total, and any one of those twelve could dip into that top spot and lift it. We just don't know at this stage. Then, looking at Grade 1, the first time our Grade 1 big guns have an opportunity to have a good pop at each other, yeah, is in Lurgan Park for the UKs. So, we have 10 bands in total, which is not a bad turnout for the first major of the season. Uh, we have Police Scotland Fife, of course, Inverary and District, Johnstone, Scottish Park, St Lawrence Atul, the Field Marshal Montgomery, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, Police Scotland and Federation, Shots and Dykehead Caledonia, and wrapping things up for the day, we have Klaus Kelt. There you are. So... That's your your UK championships right there. And uh, yeah, I I think my overwhelming feeling for the draw is I'm very excited for some of the grades. You know, like grade 3A and grade 2 are going to be incredible. Of course, everyone's going to be watching grade 1. You know, that's a given, really. But I'm so disappointed in grade 3B with only three bands in that circle. Yeah, my yeah. I've like I said already. I have been told to give my opinion on the pod, so I'm going to be trying to do this more often, folks. Okay, uh, so yeah, I'm just bitterly disappointed seeing only three bands in there for Grade Three B. Fifteen minutes and you're done. That's the entire grade finished, and that's a major. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that this will improve with future competitions, uh, and that th- this isn't the rule of thumb for majors going forward. So. Yeah, I'm hoping for brighter climbs for Grade 3B and future majors. I guess we'll keep across that story if it develops. But yeah, if you are interested, I know I did kind of read you a hashtag list. You can go and look at this at your leisure. It's all up there now on the RSPBA website. Uh, Along with the minutes from the last Board of Directors meeting, which was held on the 15th of April, there were some interesting little nuggets in there too. If you do want to go back and read it, you can. They're all published up there uh, on the RSPBA site, along with that draw for the UKs. And yeah, as much as we're talking about the draw and how many bands are involved and all that stuff, just want to remind you, if you do want to go to the UKs, then you will need to purchase tickets for it if you're going as a spectator, all right? If you're a band member and a competitor, you're fine. You don't have to. Uh, but, yeah, just keep in mind, if you do want to go as a spectator, then you will have to purchase a ticket to get through the gate in the first place. And the way you do that is go to visitarmad.com. There you are. You've been warned. You've been warned. Okay, also on the RSPBA website, there was a little announcement by the uh, yeah, by the music board, I think, with various different movings and shakings, I guess, with grading changes and playing requirements and stuff like this. There's been various different appeals submitted. Some of those were upheld, some of them weren't. And honestly, it would just take way too long for me to go through all of this. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, at... I don't know, there's a huge list here of bands going up and bands going down by request and appeal and there's way too much. Uh, But also there's new band gradings and these are the ones that I really took great interest in. Uh, The Heart of Italy Pipe Band. 
Yeah, appear to be a brand new pipe band that I wasn't aware of. Uh, the Heart of Italy have been graded at Grade 4B. Uh, Money Gore, as I just mentioned, yeah, they've been graded at Grade 4B and they're hitting the first major. We also have the Scots School Albury. They've been graded at 4B along with Queen City United. Yeah, now that sounds like a football team, doesn't it? Uh, Queen City United, I'm not sure where they're from, so I'll have to do a bit of research on that. Uh, we also have the Baler- Balerno District Schools have been graded in Novice Juvenile B, along with St. Thomas Episcopal School. They have a Novice Juvenile B band in there too, along with the Lewis and Harris Youth Pipe Band. Yeah, a Novice Juvenile B. Also, yeah, there's a range of other bands in there have been regraded up, down, left, right, <laughs> sideways, and appeals are plenty. And there's a lot of information here. And for me to sit and try and read you all of this, it, yeah, it's pointless. So just go to the website, <laughs> the rspba.org. There's been a lot of grading changes over the last few months, and the RSPBA have done their best to try and summarize it all. Uh, so, yeah, just go have a read at it. It's all up there now on the RSPBA website. And uh, yeah, that'll possibly help inform future discussions, I guess, as we're looking at future draws. There you are. All right. Now, talking about competitions, I did want to talk about the RSPBA Northern Ireland calendar. We have had a few more confirmed venues uh, that we weren't aware of before. Uh, As yeah, we are looking forward to the 3rd of June, of course, for the Mid-Ulster Championships in Cookstown. uh, But we've now since had it confirmed that we're going to Moira. Yeah, for the Lisburn and Castlereagh Pipe Band and Drum Major Championships. That's on the 17th of June. We're going to Moira. Yeah, so looking forward to that. There you are. Uh, so, of course, we have the All-Ireland Championships on the 1st of July in Ballymena Academy. What a cracking venue. And, yeah, for a major as the All-Ireland, really looking forward to that. Uh, the Newton Arts Competition, then, is going to be held on the 22nd of July. Yeah. For the Ards and North Down Pipe Band Championships. Uh, so everyone was asking, are we going to Bangor? No, we're not. Uh, we're going to Newton Ards. And that's on the 22nd of July. So I hope that answers a pile of questions we got. Uh, now, we do have a competition penciled in for the 5th of August. But it has yet to be confirmed where that will be. There's been plenty of rumours. Uh, there's been loads of suggestive emails back to us saying, oh, it's going to be Portrush, it's going to be Newcastle, it's going to be various different places. We haven't had it confirmed yet. We just don't know. Uh, we're not going to confirm any rumours. Uh, so, yeah, we just don't know well we will keep you across that of course as soon as it's announced what's happening on the 5th of august we'll let you know of course then after that we have the worlds and everything but then we're returning back to northern ireland uh, well uh, well actually this is happening before the worlds isn't it yeah that is what am i talking about the ulsters <laughs> stop <laughs> the rap got wrong Oh, boys. Yeah, the Ulster Championships are happening before the Worlds this year. So, yeah, this is an antrum. Yeah. Oh, jickers. I don't know what's in that cup of tea I'm drinking today, boy. Deadly. Anyway, so there you go. You can go check that out. It's up on the RSPBA Northern Ireland uh, website. Uh, their calendar does get updated quite frequently with new announcements and new competitions and stuff. So if you are curious at all, then that's where you go that you go and check it out on the rspba northern Ireland website that's recently had a bit of a revamp i guess and it does look kind of awesome yeah so well done rspba northern Ireland. The, the website's looking well good stuff Alrighty, let's move on okay i did mention in what's the crack there was quite an exciting competition that was ran by linda's personalized flashes 
Yeah. Now, we've had Linda on the show before talking about these incredible flashes that she makes uh, bespoke for any pipe band. She can put your logo, your band name on there. Uh, you choose the color, whatever you want them to look like, she can make them. Handmade, of course. The quality's incredible. And, uh, yeah, she ran a competition. You know, the usual sort of Facebooky like and share and comment type of thing. And that, you know, three bands will be chosen at random, I guess. Uh, so no, I think this wasn't done at random. I think it was a voting thing, and all of that. But yeah, I think along the way there might have been shenanigans. Ooh, there might have been shenanigans. Uh, so yeah, Linda launched the competition, and then a couple of days later she put up another post saying that she was fully aware of some suspicious activity going on with the competition. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm not entirely sure what was going on there, but some bands very keen, obviously, to get their hands on some Linda's personalized flashes. But um, yeah, with good reason. We, you know, these are absolutely brilliant. Uh, so right, let's get on to the winner. Congratulations to Fraser Burra or RBL, and of course the Royal Burra of Annan pipe band. Yeah. They're going to be getting brand new flashes, full sets of flashes by Linda's personalized flashes. There you are. How many times did I say flashes as part of that news story? There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that, full credit for trying to run a great competition online. And uh, shame on all of those pipe bands out there who tried to spam the system and wrecked it, I guess, for other people. Uh, but <laughs> no, it was fantastic to see. A great opportunity for bands out there to get full sets of flashes, especially at the beginning of the season. And uh, where bands will be looking for these things. And if you are still curious at all and your band does need sets of flashes, then I can't recommend them enough. Linda's personalized flashes. We've had Linda on the show before. You can actually go back and listen to that episode of the pod where we chatted to Linda all about this. And of course, you can check them out on their socials and get yours ordered as well. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next news story, I have to talk about piping live, yes, and uh, specifically their pipe idol competition. Yeah, they have opened the doors for this latest round of this year, I guess, uh, for auditions and stuff, and they've let you know exactly all the playing requirements and all of that jazz, so to apply... Yeah, you want to go along to the National Pipeline Centre's website to get all your information. But yeah, you have to basically film a video of yourself playing a hornpipe, a jig and an MSR set and send it to marketing at thepipeandcentre.co.uk along with your name, age, date of birth and which country you're from. Yeah, because they have had quite a number of international entries. Applications close on the 2nd of June. Yeah, at 5pm UK time. So no matter where you're watching this right now, yeah, you do have a little bit of time, I guess, uh, but the 2nd of June, that's your deadline. Uh, so, yeah, for more information, of course, go to pipeandlive.co.uk. Uh, but this is all for the under-21s, by the way. So, yeah, I thought that was a given. Uh, but some people might not understand that, but the Pipe Idol competition is for those aged under-21. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's had some of the brightest and best from the piping scene from such a young age group. Uh, yeah, it's been fantastic to watch the development of these young players over the years. And the Pipe Idol competition does draw in a huge crowd at part of the Pipe and Live Festival. So it's great to see them opening the doors again for open auditions. So if you do fancy your chances at winning Pipe Idol, now's your opportunity. As I say, go along to thepipeandcenter.co.uk and, uh, for full information on how to get your applications in and all that stuff and where to send your video to. There you are. Okay, now I did talk about quite an exciting uh, national day that's going to be celebrated and why it's exciting for bagpipers. Well, yeah, it's going to be Scottish Folk Day. 
Yeah, did you know about this? Yeah, apparently it's been suggested that on Saturday the 23rd of September will be the first ever Scottish Folk Day. Yeah, and they're asking musicians from across the globe to get involved. And of course, with ourselves here in the Rab Show, we're very focused on bagpipes, of course. And so, yeah, this is kind of to mirror the European Folk Network European Folk Day. And yeah, there will be a Scottish Folk Day as well. So there you are. If you are a bagpiper and are interested, you can go along, of course, to the National Piping Centre's website for full information. Or you can also... Go to bagpipe.news where they published a full full article on this uh, where you can join in, play loads of great tunes and get involved. uh, Yeah, and hashtag Scottish Folk Day. So that's all going to be happening on the 23rd of September, a full day of celebrations for Scottish folk music. And hi, I'm all behind that. That's fantastic. So you'll have harps, uh, accordions, squeeze boxes, the flutes, whistles, all sorts, but of course there has to be bagpipes in there. So I'm encouraging all of you who are listening right now, if you're a piper or even if you know one, then encourage them to, yeah, check out this information about Scottish Folk Day that's going to be celebrated on Saturday, 23rd of September, and to get involved, indeed. Right, I did mention earlier in What's the Crack about an exciting job opportunity that's coming up in George Harriet's there in Edinburgh. Now, I did mention them that they have a competing pipe band. They were part of the UK championships there. Uh, So, yeah, they have an upcoming opportunity for a permanent term time only tutor. Yeah, now this... Hold on, I'm going to read the press release for this just to make sure I get it correct because I'm always famous for getting them wrong. George Harriet's is one of Scotland's leading independent schools and Edinburgh's oldest. Founded in 1628, the school are seeking to recruit a skilled and inspiring piping instructor to provide piping tuition to pupils from both primary and secondary sections of the school. There you are. I read it straight from the press release. <laughs> Woo! Go me. Right, uh, so I'm going to summarise now at this point. It is part-time, it's 15 hours per week, uh, but it is on a permanent basis, but only through term time. And you can earn anywhere up to, I think, about near enough 13 grand, so about 15 grand per year, something like that. Uh, so if you are curious at all, you can go and visit George Harriet Schools online for the full information. Or again, go to bagpipe.news where they have published out the details. Now, the closing date for this opportunity is in Friday the 19th of May. There you are. Now, it does include all of your information of how you can apply, your actual requirements and stuff, what they expect to see on your CV. But I dare say this will be quite an exciting opportunity because we know that this school can be incredibly competitive. Yeah, so George Harriet schools have always been in the prize lists in my memory. And uh, yeah, I would urge anybody out there who has an ambition to fill this role to jump at it. So, yeah, it's not often roles like this do come around. So this is why it's quite exciting. So there you are. A piping instructor vacancy at George Harriet Schools. Go and jump at this. If you're, yeah, if you're keen at all at being a, pipe, a piping tutor at a big school, then this is your opportunity. There you are. So, as I say, go to bagpipe.news where they've published a full story on this or go to George Harriet's schools at george-harriets.com where you can go and check out all that information for their upcoming job opportunity. Fantastic stuff. Okay, I want to briefly mention something that I know should normally fall into dates for your diary, but uh, this will put it in the news and updates right now. So, Klaus Kelt Pipe Band are throwing what they're calling an immersion night. 
Now, I had to ask what an immersion night was. Now, this was quite interesting. But anyway, first, let's get through to the details, shall we? On May the 17th, so yeah, next week, uh, this is going to be held in Clocker Valley RFC. So the rugby club there in Cran, just outside Five Mile Town. So the event starts at 8pm on the 17th. And uh, yeah, tickets are a tenner and you're more than welcome to attend. Now, what is meant by an immersion night? Yeah, I had to go and ask Klaus Kelt what this was. Basically, it's an interactive band practice where you get involved in the band practice. So you get to sit there, watch the band prepare for their upcoming competition season. And you're also kind of walked through the process as to what they're doing. And that could be fascinating. So what a great idea. It's not often that you see grade one bands opening their band hall doors to this, never mind taking their you know, their band practice on the road and then inviting the public in as well. So for more information, of course, go to Klaus Kelt Pipe Band on their socials. They've been advertising this now for a little while. Uh, so yeah, May 17th for the Immersion Night. That's going to be really interesting there. Uh, so yeah, I am very curious how an immersion night would run. Uh, but yeah, seeing you get this access with a grade one big gun, that's fascinating stuff. So yeah, I would love to see how this goes. So yeah, shout out to Klaus Gelt. This is a really exciting development and I would love to see more bands doing this actually. Opening their band hall doors and inviting members of the public in just to, yeah, be immersed in it, I guess. And immersed in the preparations. Exciting stuff, yeah. All right, talking of exciting stuff, uh, so yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to the Belfast International Tattoo. Yes, we know that tickets for this are now starting to, they're starting to shift. Yeah, <laughs> on the 1st and 2nd of September, we're all going to the SSE Arena in Belfast, of course, for the Belfast International Tattoo. They have been announcing acts as we go, so I would urge you to check out their socials. It's been quite active this last while. Uh, their headline act on the night has been announced as the Band of the Royal Air Force College. Yeah, along with, of course, for the piping interest, we have Ballygown Pipe Band. We have the Major Sinkler Memorial will be there, and, and, along with a bunch of other pipers and drummers and drum majors from across Northern Ireland. So, yeah, if you are curious at all, go along, check out the Belfast International Tattoo on their socials and on their website, and grab tickets for this, because, um, yeah... Trust me, I've been hearing the tickets for this are selling like gangbusters. So, if, yeah, if you want to go to the tattoo this year, go and grab them. All right? There you are. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention as well, this is probably another thing that we should be including for dates for your diary, but um, I'm putting it in here anyway. Uh, Inverleithen. Yeah, the competition in Inverleithen is going to be held on the 3rd of June, and the competition draw has actually been drawn for that as well. Uh, yeah, so we have competition all the way up through Grade 2. And Grade 2, we have City of Edinburgh, Preston Lodge, Tweedville and Stockbridge. Yeah, along with a full complement of all our grades as well. So we have Grade 3, Juvenile, Grade 4. And yeah, so go along and check that out. It's up there now on the RSPBI Lothian and Border Branches uh, page and their socials as well, where they've published out the full details of who all's involved. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Inverleithen on the 3rd of June. Looking forward to that. Also, another little date that uh, should pique the interest of pipers and drummers across Northern Ireland here, and Ireland as a whole, I guess, is Rafu. Ulster Scots are, are holding a Heritage Day in Rafu Village. This is going to be on the 27th of May, and they are throwing an open invitation for all pipers and drummers to come along and be involved in a massed band. Yeah, so if you are curious at all, you can contact the Ulster Scots Agency on how your band can be involved in the upcoming Ulster Scots Heritage Day there in Rafu. 
Yeah, so I've been to many of these before, and they are a lot of fun. Yeah, where Piper's drummers just gather up in a huge mass band, play some mass band sets, but just enjoy the festival. It's great crack there in Ruffo. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the Ruffo Ulster Scots and their Heritage Day coming up there, 27th of May. There you go. Right, there was a bit of a news story that dropped last week that kind of confused me for a while. But then again, that's not difficult to do. I am easily confused. Uh, but, yeah, there's been a... A band who have now changed their name. Yeah. Now, I'm sure all of you out there will know the band Old Meldrum, RBL pipe band. Yeah. Well, no longer. They're no longer called Old Meldrum, RBL. They're now going to be known as the City of Aberdeen pipe band. Yeah. There you go. They've got a flashy new logo and everything, which just looks class, by the way. So good. Uh, So, yeah, if you are typing it into your search engine and you're looking for Old Meldrum, RBL, you're not going to find them anymore. But, yeah, have a search for the City of Aberdeen pipe band. Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, So this is a new chapter in the band's history, as they say. And, uh, yeah, they want you to follow along on their socials as they try and head back out again this incoming year. So, yeah, shout out to the City of Aberdeen pipe band. An exciting new development there. So there you go. But, yeah, it's a bit of an end of an era. The old Meldrum, RBL. Yeah, that's a name that I'm well used to over the years. Uh, So, hey, it's been rebranded. There you go. The City of Aberdeen pipe band. Fantastic stuff. That's exciting. Okay, as mentioned in What's the Crack, of course, in case you've been living under a stone, you know that we have recently crowned a new king here in the UK. Yeah, King Charles III and many pipers and drummers all across the UK and around the world were involved in various different celebrations and events and stuff to mark the occasion. And to mention you all, I would be here all evening recording this pod and I would never... Uh, finish really because there was literally so many there was plenty of new tunes composed as well as part of the coronation and yeah we featured one of those actually for listeners of Kintra uh, I get catching up with uh, Lady Jane McRae and Pipe Major Stuart Little who's composed a brand new tune uh, now if you're going to ask me ask me to pronounce it uh, it's in Latin as a Amare Terre Nostre or something. I can't. I, my Latin is terrible. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Pipe Major Stuart Little. If you are curious about this new tune that he's composed for the king, uh, who apparently has given the thumbs up for it, he, he does like it. He has heard it and everything and says, yes, this is great. Uh, so you can go and check that out on Stuart's website. You can download it. And uh, yeah, good luck. It's a challenging tune, uh, especially the third part, but that's all I'm going to mention there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the tune itself is challenging. Uh, Stuart's advice, if you are going to try and play his new tune, is to keep your foot tapping and you'll be fine. There you are. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you are curious at all, you can go and check that out on BBC Radio Ulster's Kintra program, uh, where I did catch up with Pipe Major Stuart Little and Lady Jane McRae to hear that story about this new tune. Uh, but also, I have to give a shout out to uh, ceremonial piper Mark Smith. Yeah, and uh, of course... Mark Armstrong with the Major Sinclair Memorial Pipe Band, who have put out a couple of videos through the Ulster Scots Community Network uh, playing the tune called the Coronation March. Now, they were, yeah, they were up on top of the Harland and Wolf cranes at one point. Uh, so, yeah, these couple of videos, as well as uh, being on top of Kelly Lake Castle, fantastic stuff. Go and check that out. Yeah, the tune itself is really, really good. I, yeah, I really enjoy it, actually. Great tune, and I can dare say I could hear a few bands playing this as well. It's a good 6-8 March and stuff. So, yeah, shout out to those guys, uh, to Mark Smith and, of course, Mark Armstrong. You guys, 
fantastic stuff well done uh, so go and check that out it's on the ulster scots community network uh youtube channel of course we've shared it out a bunch of times uh also i have to give a shout out to the four scots piping pipes and drums who were involved in the actual ceremony of course the four scots yeah, oh just fantastic they, they put across all sorts of different little updates across their socials and stuff of what the band members were up to as well as mem- other members of the forces as well it would be remiss of me if I just start naming regiments and stuff because people will get annoyed if I miss people out uh, like the Royal Tank Regiment I think the RAF pipe band were involved as well D- just too many to mention okay because yeah I'm going to miss someone out so I'm just going to stop at that point uh, so, so but yeah that everybody on the day at the ceremony of course formed a massed band and I have to say just sounded fantastic clear as a bell and just so so good so yeah shout out to all of you who represented the piping world and it's the finest way i guess uh, so yeah well done to everyone okay so just a couple of reminders before we get into everything from the leinster pipe band championships uh, a reminder for anyone who's wanting to compete in the edinburgh academy competition that's coming up yeah the edinburgh pipe band championships which is going to be held on the 18th of june your closing date for entries is the 19th of may so that's just around the corner so if you are interested in competing at that you don't have very long 19th of may uh, the next one is the stone mountain highland games have now opened entries for their upcoming competition on october yeah october 20th through the 22nd this year uh so yeah your deadlines for entries for the stone mountain highland games uh 16th of september is your deadline so yeah if you want to compete at stone mountain there's your opportunity but your doors close on september 16th they are so just a couple of reminders Right, let's get into everything that happened at the Leinster Pipe Band Championships. In Newbridge House there, down in County Dublin, I have to say, this competition was really exciting for a lot of different reasons. There was a lot of bands in here that we haven't seen in a while, I guess, since, well, possibly Glasgow last year. Uh, so, yeah, that was great to see a lot of these bands taking their first run out for the year. Uh, so we had competition all the way from 4B uh, to 4A, Grade 2 and Grade 1. We had no Grade 3 bands on competition that day. So, starting with Grade 4B, uh, yeah, lifting the top prize was Money Gore. Yeah, they are. And the drumming went to Yogel Pipe Band. Awesome stuff, right? Under Grade 4A, we had New Ross and Districts lifting the top spot there, and they lifted the drum in as well. In Grade 2, we only had the one Grade 2 band on uh, on show that day. We had St. Joseph's Clendalkin. Uh, so, yeah, and they lifted the drum in too, obviously. Uh, then in Grade 1, yeah, we did have a Grade 1 competition with two bands in action. We had St. Lawrence Atul and Klaus Kelt. Both bands taking the opportunity to get some early time in the circle. And St. Lawrence managed to lift both the MSR and the medley competition, with Klaus Kelt coming second on both occasions. And the drumming went to St. Lawrence as well. So I have to say, uh, whenever you check out both bands' socials, I think St. Lawrence Atul have published their runs, both their MSR and their medley. Uh, but uh, I don't think we've seen anything from Klaus Kelt yet at this point. So they're still sort of teasing us. Uh, but th- then again, if anyone out there has those recordings, then send them in to us. We'd love to see them. Uh, but for now, we've only really seen uh, St. Lawrence's performance from the Leinster Pipe Band Championships. So exciting stuff. And uh, you know what band I would love to hear, actually? Uh, is uh, St. Joseph's, St. Joseph's Clendalkin. Uh, I would love to see their run too in grade two. So yeah, it's great to see these bands taking these early tentative steps out there onto the grass, you know, preparing for the first major. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we will see more signs of this running forward. We do have the South of Ireland Championships coming up. I think it's in May 26th. Uh, that could be stuff that Rab got wrong, so don't quote me. No, May 27th. I was wrong. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is going to be held in Mallow in County Cork, the South of Ireland Pipe Band Championships. Now, I don't think we have a draw for this yet. At least I haven't seen it anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to this nonetheless. I'm do hoping that it will draw quite a number of bands to it hopefully uh, so yeah mallow and county cork for the south of ireland championships on the 27th of may uh, otherwise we're left waiting here in northern ireland waiting until cook's time until we have a first proper run out i guess for a lot of bands uh, so yeah a lot of bands here yeah heading across the border and competing in the ipba competitions to get an early run out which is brilliant to see awesome stuff so keep her going is what i'd say <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very competitive season this year and I, yeah I, I am so glad to see a lot of bands taking this early run out taking that opportunity and uh yeah it's great to see everyone involved there at the leinster championships it was just fantastic yeah really really fun okay everyone i am absolutely certain that there is new stories that we have not gotten into that we absolutely should uh, but we can't delay any further yeah you guessed it it's time for dates for your diary Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Okay, time for Dates for Your Diary. So, pens and papers at the ready. Yeah, there's quite a lot happening this weekend. We are heading to Bankery, first of all, for the North of Scotland Championships. This is on the 14th of May in King George Park. Now, as far as I'm aware, the draw for Bankery and all has been published. You can go and check that out, of course, on the Rab Show socials. That's shaping up to be quite a cool competition. And also shaping up to be a great competition is Gurek. Yeah, at Battery Park on the same day for the Gurek Highland Games. Again, the 14th of May. This is going to be quite an interesting one. So it's great to see uh, these various little Highland games and stuff opening their gates. Uh, so yeah, two competitions going to be held on the 14th of May. There, There's two dates for your diary, especially if you're in Scotland listening right now. Of course, of course, we are all looking forward to the 20th of May for the Dollar Pipe Band competition. We've been chatting about this now since this idea came around. And uh, yeah, looking at the entries for bands competing at this yeah quite a number actually entered for it so really impressed uh, so yeah 20th of may that's another date for your diary a lot of yeah a lot of bands having a good run out here actually before the first major of the season and we'll chat about that in a second uh, but yes here in northern ireland uh, the first competition here in northern irish shores are on the 3rd of june yes we're heading to cookstown <clears throat> one of my favourites actually so yeah the first one in the Northern Ireland calendar in Cookstown the Mid-Ulster Championships and yeah I believe that St Lawrence Atul will be there Field Marshal have been rumoured as well and um, we're also I think again getting more rumours that Klaus Kelt may be attending so a bit of a grade 1 competition so again these are only just rumours uh, but nothing really confirmed yet we haven't had the draw actually published for that one uh, but yeah 3rd of June that's another date for your diary and then throwing forward of course we do know that on the 10th of June, 
Yeah, we're heading to Lurgan Park for the UKs, and we talked about the draw and everything, and but why it's all exciting. So, yeah, first major of the season happening right here in Northern Ireland in Lurgan Park in the 10th of June. So, looking forward to that. So, there you go, some dates for your diary. If you folks out there do have uh, your own dates for your diary that you want included in this part, then please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, because no doubt there'll be some dates and events and things that we might miss. Uh, but this is definitely the part of the show where we'll want to include those. Yeah, so email them in to us, folks. All right. Right, you've guessed it. At this point of the show, you've waited long enough for this week's topic, I think. <laughs> this is a great conversation. I can't wait to get into this. I've learned so much. Uh, right, let's get into it. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Iron Maiden, Kasabian, Bastille, the Royal Marines, the British Army, the Royal Air Force, Police Scotland and Federation, Scottish Power, and the Red Hot Chili Pipers. These are just some of the names playing the Axial and Regimental Series drums by the British Drum Company. Why? Because of the superb build quality and attention to detail that only the best deserve, where excellence is the norm not the exception. To find out more about the ranges offered by the BDC, head to thebritishdrumco.com or follow them on all of the usual social media platforms. When will you make the switch? Yes indeed, time for Topic of the Week. And this week we're getting into a topic that I have promised you guys a while ago now, now I have to say, full exposure here, that yes, if anyone is supporting us over there on Patreon, you guys have already been privy to this topic now for a few weeks. Uh, we recorded this a little while ago, uh, maybe three or four weeks now at this point. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to catch up with some experts in the field of Breton pipe bands, especially the competitive Bre- Breton competition and how it all works. We did talk about this earlier on a previous Big Rab Show where we were talking about the results and everything and where you can go and watch the performances and stuff and the music is just it's beautiful it's like it's so good but i just don't fully understand it and i I just don't i've been trying to get you know and grasp the concept of it but i don't know it's been very difficult for me so i have quite a lot of really what i think are daft foundational questions but hopefully this conversation might pique your interest i might want to check out one of these bagged competitions and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to the Lorient Festival now and checking out more. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this week's topic of the week then, shall we? So welcome to the podcast, Gary Nimmo and Ryan King. Now, lads, we have kind of the unceremonious task here of trying to break down the bagged competition scene. And uh, no no better people to ask, I suppose, than you guys. Yeah. So, Gary, you were across uh, with yourself, Ryan, as well. You were across at a recent competition there uh, with the Bagged Camper Band. Is that right? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, I, I play for Bagged Camper. I have done now since 2017, I joined. Uh, and yeah, both myself and Ryan, obviously, this is a, a different band, but we, we compete against each other. And we're over recently at the uh, the first championship of the, the Bagad season, which this year instead of being held in Brest, uh, was set, held in San Brieu. So, yeah, it was a great fun. Certainly a different, a different challenge from playing pipe bands. So I was yeah, completely absolutely. butchering the pronunciation of that. I was calling it San Bright. I don't know how I was pronouncing that. So, San Brieu, there you are. I love that. Uh, so, Ryan, which band were you playing with then yourself? 
Yeah, so I was um, I was playing with Bagad Bronside Moor, uh, which is from a wee place uh, on the on the coast called Wukwal uh, Mendon. Um, so this was the first time that I played with uh, with this Bagad um, this season uh, pre pandemic. I played with uh, with Jock Elliott at G One um, with the the Bagad Bubriak band um, and played with them for a couple of seasons. But as they weren't um, weren't competing this season, um, I decided to to move over to a different Bagad just to just for a bit of a change and just to continue playing, really. I see. And Ryan, what is the appeal uh, for, you know, playing in this scene to begin with? Because we're well used to doing what we do here in the UK. So what is the appeal for yourself? Are you a, you're a drummer, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. a drummer. Um, for me, it's just different. Like, I really enjoy the, the sort of musicality point of it, um, how it's a lot more kind of free form as opposed to um, pipe bands being a bit more stringent. Um, if you want to call it that, and yeah, I just I enjoy this the exposing yourself to sort of different cultures, different music, different sort of scenes, um, although still within the kind of same instruments that we're, we tend to be used to playing. That's it. So you throw on a snare drum and a harness, you know what that is, but then how you play it is completely different. So Gary, is that pretty much the same then for the Highland Pipes in that regard then? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, the, the style of music that, that we play in the bar guys is, is unlike anything we'll ever play in pipe bands. Uh, and I think sometimes it, it's like doing the same thing over and over, you get a wee bit complacent. So when I joined the bar guy, it was about challenging yourself musically, seeing if you can go and, go and compete and go and do that, learning the different different types of dance. Uh, and ultimately, for all the years that I've played there, like, we're still getting new styles of music coming out every year. So for, for me, it's about the challenge and it's about the learning of the different different music and culture, so I've, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I can't can't rate it high enough to be honest. Yeah, it is something that I, I see a lot of pipers and drummers doing now is delving into that scene to try and help their own playing and broaden their musical horizons. I guess. So, Gary, I'm going to throw this first question to you, and it's a big one. Can you tell us? What is going on at these competitions? Because we watch these and we've no idea what we're watching. We know it's class, but we've no clue what's going on. <laughs> Truthfully, I think both myself and Ryan were not great French speakers, so most of the time we are in the dark as well. But uh, <laughs> going across this, it's Bagad works over an aggregate of two events. So, in the first event, usually held in February, uh, it's what we would equate to probably our traditional MSR. And within that, they pick one of the each year one of the areas of, of Britain is selected, and every Bagad has to play a suite from that area. So that's more the traditional style, uh, and then obviously the points accrued during that contest is taken forward to to the second event in Lorient. Uh, that's obviously the, usually the first Saturday in August, uh, and it's probably what we would equate to our medley event. So that there's similar contrasting events, and it's a bit more free form, uh, a bit more creative for from the bagads, and then the points is cumulatively totaled. And the overall winner is, is calculated based on the two events. Right. So it's a culmination of your traditional event, for, but your freeform event. And then a combination of the two, then you have your eventual champion then. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at the moment, obviously, after, after the first event, uh, Bagad Capcaval uh, won, won the event, but they're only 0.059 of a point in front of, of Camper. So it's all to play for in the second one. So even losing the first event, we can still end up winning, winning overall. If, if we do I well. see. Yeah, but 0. 0.0. What? How, how does the point system work then? <laughs> so it's, there is 10 judges, which is 
different for, from pay buys from a start. It's ten. Uh, wow. Yeah, judge all, all sorts of aspects of, of the music. Uh, and it's basically a score. It's supposed to be up to 20, but I think the maximum the judges can actually award is 18. But it can be like 17.09 or 17.4. So I, right. I don't fully understand how, how they get to these numbers, but <laughs> taking that over, over the 10 judges, that, that that's how we end up with, with usually some random numbers at the end that you think, right, okay, how, how do we get to that? So uh, yeah, so they're they're not looking, or are they looking for the similar things that what we would look for in the piping scene, like a good strong introduction, good tone, good blowing, adherence to the music, all that kind of thing. Is that what they're after? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so also different judges for different things. The judges and the, the bagads, we have the the piping judges, we have drumming judges, we have the bombard, we have percussion, we have the terroir, which is basically judging how the the music that we perform, how it relates to the dance, uh, and that, that's obviously quite quite a big one over there because it is uh, everything that we play revolves around dances, uh, right. so that's quite quite, a, quite an important one. Mm. Um, and and obviously putting these all together, uh, it's it's very much the same same forms that we have here. Uh, they don't have ensemble judges or anything like that, but uh, when you when you take out the, the different different judges there, that, that that's kind of how they score it, and that's over over ten judges. See that's it. and then to come out on top after ten judges looking at you twice, like that's not a bad achievement. Then I think if you manage to lift that top spot, yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's ultimately you don't really think about that over the over the course of your preparation over your, uh, and yeah. then even in performance, you're not really thinking about what the judges thinking. Uh, I think considering that most, for most of Scottish people like myself and Ryan, we we usually have about five or six days pull off an 11 minute suite i think we're normally just like don't mess us up that's all we're really thinking about for, for those 11 minutes and not really thinking about judges um, so it's, no, no, it's a true point i'm just yeah. just gonna jump in sorry um i was just uh agree with what you're saying there gary like for us certainly for me and probably yourself as well gary um like i tend to find that you know judging like it doesn't it doesn't even come into your thought process um, when you are sort of playing, and I, I don't know if that's a combination of, especially the first championship, because you're on a big stage, um, and the judges are in the crowd, so you don't actually see them. Um, they, you don't really see them as such because you're just looking at like sort of a black a black drop um, of uh, obviously the audience. But I think like because it's like an eleven twelve minute suite, as you said, it's. I just enjoy the music. Like you, you're just constantly thinking about how well it's going or, or how you're playing and just the actual suite itself. Because for me, like I just love the actual music and um, just standing there and on the stage and just sort of listening and just enjoying the playing. I think it's just super important. Yeah. So the, the judging, the points and all of that scrutiny, I guess, comes secondary to the actual performance of it then, Ryan, I guess. I think so. I think so. For, certainly for me. Um, I think probably the the guys, um, you know, the Breton guys over there, they they maybe think slightly differently, um, but certainly for me, um, I, I just think, you know, the performance is key, um, and as long as you come off happy with the performance, then the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. That, that. So I was going to ask you a specific drumming question, but we'll get into that because I actually have a recording here, Gary. You might cringe at this, but I have a recording of Bagged Kemper of you guys doing the business at this competition so i'm going to play certain little clips from this and i'm going to ask questions as we go because 
for me as a Highland Piping fan who's been talking about competitions for years, it's kind of confusing. So <laughs> I'm going to start with the introduction, first of all. I'm going to let it play for a little bit, and then I want you to kind of answer a few questions I have. Is that okay? Happy to go with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's bring up this performance here. Here's Bagged Kemper at the last competition then. All right, I'm going to stop it right there, which is possibly a bad point to stop that at, but there you go. <laughs> at the very beginning there, we've seen two instruments played by two fellas on stage. One looked to be like a, a bombard that I'm used to seeing. Yeah. But this other chap is playing like a, a little tiny chanter and a huge bag with one drone. What is that? It's called a binyu. Oh. So again, it's obviously just a, a different type of, type of bagpipe. Um hmm. Not something that I'm familiar with at all. And seeing the size of the chanter, I don't think I'd even get my fingers on that. But no. <laughs> it seems to be a skill within itself. And yeah, this is, again, for, for Camper, in my time there, this is the first time we've, we've incorporated one of these their performances as well, which is mm. nice. It really set up the, the suite well. And it's a very traditional instrument in the, from that area, I guess. Uh, from, yes. Is yeah, that right yeah, in saying, yeah. We're not going to find many of them on the Glasgow Green in August. Uh, no. <laughs> so tell me then about the bombards themselves. We're well used to seeing them now at this point, but whenever we first seen them in action, you know, on Glasgow Green, um, they really struck quite a chord with a lot of people. They seem to be in different keys, different sections. So uh, there's obviously different pitches of, of the bombard, and that kind of creates the, the, the depth of the sound. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think when we think about pipe bands, ultimately it's the bagpipes that drive the metal, uh, melody. Um, yeah. When you take it into the, the context of bagads, it, it's kind of to and fro. So the, the, there's times that the, it'll be the bombard who will drive the melody and the pipes will, will play second fiddle to that. Mm. Uh, and then obviously that switches as well. There's a lot of, kind of question and answer between the sections. And it gives a whole different dynamic to, to the kind of, a musical performance. Uh, but certainly standing in, when you stand in these, these things, the, the hairs in the back of your hand stand up and everything, the power that comes off off these kind of small instruments, it just looks like a, basically looks like a pipe chanter. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and a completely different technique to play in this as well, like circular breathing and all sorts involved here with some of those. Sure. Yeah, so at, at this point, the, the Highland Pipes have just struck in. You can hear the drones there, and they kind of play between each other. They're harmonizing here. And then we're going to see whenever the drum corps joins in, and then, Ryan, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions here, mate, <laughs> about this. Yeah, so we have, let me see, we'll get to the point where the Highland Pipes just strike in and we'll take a bit of the medley line here.
All right, and I'll stop it there at that point. So there's no opening rules there, Ryan? No, no, <laughs> definitely no opening rules. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's no three-pace rules. There's no time to think. It's just the conductor seems to point at you and then good luck. Everyone has yeah. to be on tempo. That's difficult as a drummer to hit that, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the Definitely, yeah, no, no three-pace rules, no kind of structure, no... Um, sense of really getting your rhythm or timing or kind of mm. what's a command, anything like that. It's really just kind of following the musical director, the conductor at the front um, and, and taking your timing from there. Um, but a lot of it is just, a lot of it in terms of Bagad is just the feeling. Like you feel the music, you, you just know what you're doing. Um, and it's, like you say, it's not as if we're just, um, not as if we just kind of go in and it's the first time you've played it. You know, they've been practicing this for, um, yeah. you know, for a good few months or so as well. So they're pretty proficient in that, that sort of sense. That's, and that's what I was going to say. I'm so glad you said that. A lot of a lot of this seems to go on feel of the rhythm, even from a piping point of view, Gary. Like everyone, you can see everyone sort of bobbing along to the rhythm and feeling where the next note comes from. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think when you look at the pens there, so the, the guy in charge, generally what happens is his left hand is controlling the, the, the bombard, mm-hmm. his right hand is controlling the pipes. So you're taking right. all the direction from one hand, which again, when you come from Scotland and you're used to pipe majors who are, are going at it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there, there is there's an element of control and an element of that. And I think that uh, if, if he's keeping the, both sections t- together, then uh, it keeps the, the overall unity of the band to stay together pretty well. Mm. And uh, even again, as well as we're talking about piping and drumming here and bombards and different instruments, they have percussion in there as well. Like there was a guy with shakers there. I've seen a bunch of cajones on stage there. And these, they, I see many different setups, with like four or five bass drums. Like some of these are quite elaborate. Well, what's the thinking behind that, Ryan? Do, do you think the addition of all this percussion? I think it's just adding to the overall musical um the, the overall musical feel, the overall effect, and um, mm. like so, for example, my my bag had Ron said more. We've um, I think it was, I want to say maybe six bass drums they had, um, six or wow. seven bass drums. Each one of them all tuned perfectly to a different note. Um, right. So it was almost like a, if you want to relate it to pipe band, it was like a bass section, um, full mm. kind of range of tenor drums, except they were all basses. Um, <laughs> and we've we've got like two guys, uh, Stefan and and Lionel. And they kind of dealt with both bass drums together in unison. And to see them, like, that, for me, that was an amazing experience. Just sitting, I could sit and watch them all day. Um, just, yeah. and, and they're so impeccable with the timing. Everything's bang in tune. And they tune everything by ear as well, which I find absolutely mental. Oh, really? Um, they, tune, they tune all the bass drums by ear, which was incredible. Um, hmm. But they, uh, I, I think the overall percussion, things it, it certainly just adds a different dynamic to things um yeah. like you see like when when pipe bands do like concerts and stuff like that they add a bit of percussion in and they add a wee bit of sort of things and it just kind of brings things together a wee bit more bring it more to life um, yeah but that's just kind of what they do in the bag ads you know that, that's that's just a kind of staple it's always there just to add that extra dimension that's it. Yeah, just to add a bit of extra, I don't know, dynamic range to it, I guess. There was one performance, and I can't, I'm not going to throw this name of the band under the bus, right? But I can't really remember who they were or when it was. But they had one guy on percussion, and he had a big thing of sheet metal and a hammer. And that's his job. He bit the life out of this thing of sheet metal, 
bang, every now and again. And it was brilliant. <laughs> but again, it was just dramatic effect then, I guess, wasn't it? That's it. Like for the percussion side of things, um, they, they'll they use anything. They, they will find something and use it. If, if they can make some sort of sound or note or something like that, they will use it. Um, yeah. yeah, like the, just, aye. There's, there always seems to be other things that, that, that they use and, and it's incredible some of the stuff that they come up with. Um, I remember the, you, you'll know, know the suite from a few years ago, Gary, the, the Cap Caval suite where it's like the, the train yeah. The train set, um, and they, I think they actually had like a, an old bit of railway, um, oh, and they right. were hammering on this like metal bit of railway, um, <laughs> as part of the percussion. And it was all to do with the the sort of idea or the, the kind of idea of the suite where it was all around like the, the building of the railways in Brittany and all that kind of stuff. I see, yeah, it's, it always ties back to a, a certain story that the music's trying to tell, yeah, exactly, oh, fantastic. Exactly. So we know how challenging it is for a drummer, but for a piper, Gary, it's bound to have been a completely different world because you're constantly kind of, you're cutting in and out all the time. Sometimes you're just blowing drones for effect, but you're also harmonizing with like many different pipers around you and the bombards. How difficult is it to keep a track of your own bit during the performance? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's 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 the biggest challenge it's not like grace notes and notes and they're all the same as both what we play but it's, it's the, the style that they often incorporate to build the tune and it's cutting in and out knowing when to, to keep the pressure in the pipes knowing when to, uh, yeah that, that's ultimately the biggest challenge and mm. when everybody gets it right uh it's the effect it creates it's fantastic i know the clip you played just now we had an early chatter so that was a good one to pick fix it up rob but oh right oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> There you but, go. <laughs> no, I, I think it's that, that that whole thing as well. When you, when you go from from playing Highland Pipes or playing pipe bands as we know them, um, to go across there, um, mm-hmm. you basically have to kind of forget everything you know uh, and realise it's that's basically taking the skills you know but applying it to something totally different. And I think the, the yeah. first year I went there, that, that was the hardest part. It was it was knowing when to cut out, knowing when to stop, and um, kind of the breaks, everything else. There's obviously mm-hmm. stylistic differences, and there's stylistic differences between each bagad as well, but. Uh, yeah, no. The That's biggest it. challenge is being able to kind of understand and take direction from from the pencil and the guy in charge, and and, and making sure you know the music well enough that you know what's coming next. So there you go. Yeah. So I, I want to talk time signatures now. <laughs> I know we're getting really into it here now, but I I've noticed that some of I don't know the rhythms, time signatures. I get they seem to constantly change and ebb and flow. How do you keep track of that? Is that is that basically all on your conductor to try and help you through all that? In a word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some parts of the suite that are more more driven that are, are either kind of two four 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 kind of uh, stuff. It's easy enough. But I think I think the biggest probably one is like what we would class as slow airs. So their their melodies, um, there is no time signature really in a lot of it. Mm, there's kind yeah. of guidance marks and stuff like that but it is very much watching the, the conductor and it's, it's pulling the music out of the tune mm. um, and I think the hardest probably one of the hardest things is going across is that throughout the, the week you'd be lucky if they do it the same way twice uh, because <laughs> it's ultimately feeling, feeling the music on the day and if, if it's going well they're going to, going to extend that out and, and, and show the capabilities but if it's if it's maybe not or if it's uh, a wee touch of nerves then, then they'll cut it short so yeah, it's, it's definitely, the pencil air plays such a, a huge part, uh, and I think for, for us, I mean, that's, in my time playing with the Baghdad, I, I think I'm on a third or fourth one now, so mm. um, I think the contribution they make to that, that performance for all of us is, is, is 
vital. Uh, yeah. Without them, I think it would have been a completely different performance. <laughs> so, so, and that's one of the things I was going to say that adrenaline's bound to kick in and play a point here. You know what I mean? Like you're on this big stage, it's a huge audience in front of you. Thankfully, you can't see them, Ryan, as you've been saying, they're in darkness. Uh, but, you know, if you see all these eyes looking at you, the TV cameras, all this stuff, it's bound to play a part, really, in the pressure involved here. See, for me, like, I... It, definitely, there, there's obviously pressure there, and you can certainly see that in, in individuals um, within your bag. You can see the ones that are getting a bit nervy and a bit touchy and a bit twitchy before they go on. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just... I think it's, maybe it's just a personal preference for me, but I, like that doesn't bother me. Like I just enjoy playing. Um, I just want to get out there and, and do it. And I don't know if that's like I don't know if that's been like years and years of pipe band just being driven into you and and yeah. always just being out and standing on like the Glasgow Green, the Grade One World's Final, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you get used to playing in front of crowds, yeah. um, and you do. You have like sort of. Not, not trying to say be cocky, but like your sort of confidence and your abilities in terms of like, you know what you could do, so you just go out and play it. Um, it's the same music that we've been practicing for however long. It's not changed unless the time signature's changed slightly. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but actually, the, the physical notes of the beats that you're playing are the same beats that've been playing for however many weeks, months um, you've been practicing. So just go out, replicate it. I know it's easier said than done, but yeah. That's it. No, I think that's a good answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think for myself, there's only really two points where you actually feel it. I think it's right at the start. If you get started, it's like you get in and once you're kind of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then usually for me, it's the, the like finale to so the last the last couple of parts. Because again, campers always one of these bands that are challenging for titles. And I think you, you know yourself if it's going well. Uh, and it gets to the last minute, the last tune, and the last three or four parts, and you think, oh, please don't mess it up now. Don't mess it up, yeah. <laughs> I think there's always that element of pressure there as well. Uh, and you talk about the kind of nerves thing, I, I know through our experience, um, Camper's one of these bands, it's, it's a really weird, like pipe bands would never do this, but they only ever tune up 80-90%. So like they'll ever play things, like when they go in the part, there's an extra 10% that appears from someplace. Uh, the tempos will, will, will come up, there's a bit of, a bit of excitement. Uh, and they're not scared to go for it. Uh, I think they're very much a, a kind of like just just go for it. And if you're wrong, be wrong. But uh, no, I, I think doing that 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 kind of caught me out the first year. Uh, and Lorion when it's a bit more of the free form. Uh, and by the end of the by the end of the suite, it was absolutely flying. But it was brilliant. It was it was great. There you go. And it's part of the excitement, isn't it? Uh, honestly, yeah, that's fantastic. So, Gary, I have to ask you then, from a piping perspective, do you see this happening now with people kind of feeding across, you know, well, obviously from Scotland and from the UK going over to Brittany, but also are you starting to see them coming back to the UK perhaps to compete with our bands? Well, I, I don't think for, for one second we are, we are pioneers of this. There's, there's plenty yeah. of people who have been doing it before us. Uh, Bagot Lorien, yeah. for example, I've, I've had guys for, for years. Uh, Greg Cannon was out at uh, Bagot for, for years. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we are being maybe just the next generation of people who, who are taking this on, and and ultimately it's 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 merging the cultures and the, the advances in technology now as well make it make it possible that we can we can hear what's going on, we can have a good idea before we before we turn up, uh, mm. and to be honest, I, I think yeah, there is a lot of reciprocal um, kind of players going back and forward now. Uh, it's, it's not the first time that we've seen seen Bretons playing playing in Scotland and even in Grade One. 
Uh, I know there's mm. been a few play with, play with Scottish Power, um, and, and I, I know that that will continue to go on. I say I think as much as we we talk about it, it's different challenges for us, it's a completely different challenge for them as well. Like us trying to play these plans and givots versus like somebody from Britain trying to play Australia. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's for different people. Mm. No, a hundred percent, and I'm sure it's the same for the drumming world as well. Ryan, would that be right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, getting the you tend to find, or certainly for me, um, with the kind of the, the stylistic differences between sort of Scottish drumming, Breton drumming, um, or pipe band drumming, um, is that I, I do tend to find that kind of our our stuff, our pipe band stuff, came normally is a bit more technical, mm. um, and normally is played a bit faster as well, which is quite hard to believe sometimes because you think sometimes the the, the Baghdad stuff is pretty flying, yeah. Um, but I, like the, the biggest thing that I learned when I was starting to play um, kind of bagad drumming, bagad scores, that kind of stuff, Breton stuff, um, is it's really controlled and you need to be able to control your singles, your doubles, your open work. Mm. It's very, very controlled. Um, and it is it's getting your head around that, but also getting your head around sort of the, the stylistic differences is quite quite hard to get your head around. Um mm. And also, like I know, like from a drummer's point of view, we we do like our, our chips or our unison. Um, we normally do that kind of for the first part, and then the second part, the repeat you're, time, the whole double forty. The drummer, yeah, you're mm-hmm. double forty. Everybody plays a whole lot, yeah. but they don't do that in Brittany. They do it the opposite way. So oh. they play opposite. <laughs> so you play the whole lot the first time, and then when you repeat it, that's when you play your chips. Um, oh, okay. So, it's a simple change, but see, trying to get that in your head when you're so ingrained to do the opposite all the time. Um, it's yeah. really, really hard to get your head around. But once you kind of do it a few times, it does start to become kind of second nature. There you go. No, that, that's so interesting to me. Yeah. That, well, anyway, guys, I'm sure I could chat to you with her now for the next two or three hours about this. And I'm sure we'll only still just scratch the surface. But Gary, first of all, I'll turn to you for some closing remarks. If you have any comments for any pipers out there that are considering delving into the world of Breton music, have you any recommendations, any advice for players who want to start? I think probably the biggest one is don't underestimate the amount of work that it is. It's, it mm. doesn't always maybe come across that way, but it is, it's so different from what you know. Uh, and having to learn the music off the heart is, is, is hard because... I suppose in pipe bands we have a lot of um, repetitions on themes, so like a lot of part endings and that the same. It doesn't always work that way out there. It's always kind of variations on themes. Uh, and, and I think the biggest one is, yeah, if you're going to do it, absolutely, I'd recommend anybody to do it. Uh, but as as be warned that it's a lot of work. It's not as as maybe as easy as you think it is. <laughs> Sound advice there for sure. And Ryan, what about yeah yourself then? For any drummers that are wanting to lift the sticks then with a, a Breton band, any words of advice? Yeah, I just kind of echo um, what Gary said. Like, the the stuff might come across as a bit more simplistic or a bit more easier, but please do not underestimate it because it is a lot of hard work as well. Um, again, you, you need to kind of go in with a really open mind um, and and sort of embrace it and understand and almost like like um, Gary said before, forget kind of what you know in terms of pipe band um, take your skills of playing over there but then just kind of let yourself embed into the sort of culture and um, you know pick it up that way but yeah I, again I would encourage anybody to do it because I think it's absolutely awesome 
Yeah, I, th- I think by all the reports I've heard following the last competition you guys were at, is that it was fun. I think everyone just had a blast playing, you know? Like, as much as, you know, you can get really involved in the work and, you know, it can be arduous, but it's a serious amount of good crack as well. Like, I think the amount of people taking selfies and and having pints after was ridiculous. (laughs) I guess that's part of it then, Gary, is is all the crack and banter is part of it too? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Yeah. I I think when you look around, different to probably pipe band, there's only 14 bands played in that day. Mm. Um, And when you look around, everybody knows everybody. Uh, even like for myself and Ryan, we've only been going over like a handful of years, but it's amazing how many people you know in different bands that you can speak to. Uh, and and yeah, I think the fact there's there's quite a, a strong Scottish contingent now. Uh, we tend to all meet up for a for a for a pint and all let Ryan take the selfies and stuff like that as well. So <laughs> uh, no, it, it has been good. It has been good. Oh, fantastic stuff. Well, lads, thanks so much for chatting with us here in Rab Show and trying to just scratch the surface, I guess, of this scene. Uh, so what's in front of you then? I think it's the next competition in Lorient then in, in August. Is that right? Yeah, so it's the, the first Saturday in August. Uh, is the, obviously the second second leg of the, the championships, and that, that's in the, the Lorient Football Stadium. Uh, and that's usually to about a 5,000 crowd. Uh, it's slightly different because this one's outdoors versus the, the in, inside uh, crowd yeah. for the first one. Uh, and your ten judges are sitting in basically a, a table right in front of you, so it's a uh, uh, it makes it makes it a different challenge. But every, yeah. every year so far, the sun's been shining. Uh, it's definitely not like Glasgow Green, that's for sure. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I want to put across as well as the scale of this. As you were saying, there's thousands of people that go to watch this, like thousands. Yeah, it's pretty massive, isn't it? The festival itself attracts a hundred, sorry, nine hundred thousand people over ten days. Oh my word! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and and even at that, not only the people actually in attendance, but it's also broadcast nationally across France, isn't it? I think it's covered by one of the big national broadcasters. So so it's a huge event. Yeah. Oh, so here, I am absolutely a fan. I'm going to delve in more into these recordings now in the coming weeks and months. And uh, here, fellas, I wish you the best of luck in August, uh, not only for the worlds of the big that we'll be talking about, but also for the Lorient Festival as well. So have a good tune, lad. Thanks very much. much. Uh, Fantastic stuff there. Thank you so much to Gary and to Ryan for joining me here on the pod. And uh, yeah, not an easy task to try and explain about bagged competitions and stuff and how they all work. So not an easy job, uh, but hey, I am absolutely fascinated with this. And I meant what I said at the end there, where I was saying that I'll delve more into these recordings. As I say, that was recorded a few weeks ago. And since then, I really have been getting lost in all of this music, you know, but even delving back through the archives as well to see how it's developed over the years. And, uh, you know, listening to the medley lines, the the harmonies, the drama that's added, all the percussion and stuff. But some of these performances will blow your socks off, you know? <laughs> so I'm absolutely addicted to this form of music now. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah, thank you to Gary and Ryan. I'm absolutely hooked on this now, and I really want to learn more. So, again, thank you for appearing on this week's pod, and thank you folks out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. That was quite an interesting delve into a world that I'm not too knowledgeable on, but I'm learning so much more now, and uh, yeah, I've got a real appreciation for this music now. Uh, Absolutely. So who knows, I might start uh, bursting out into traditional dance from a a Breton area and stuff now. So, hey, who knows? (laughs) Even from a drumming perspective, some of the drumming's incredibly technical. So, anyway... 
I'm going to rabbit on about how good this music is. Uh, but yeah, I will ask you guys to go and check out some of the recordings yourselves. Go and have a look. There's plenty of them available up on socials and across on YouTubes and all their different outlets and stuff. These bands produce some incredible music. And I honestly can't wait for the competition now coming up in August. Not only for the Worlds, but of course for the huge competition coming up in Lorient. So I really can't wait for this. So exciting stuff, no doubt. And I hope that's opened the door to some new music that you folks wouldn't ordinarily listen to. It's been a world that I am not completely aware of when it comes to the piping scene but now i'm just mad keen to learn a lot more yeah i would love to get to one of these competitions actually to sit in the audience and watch them happen live i think that would be an experience recordings is one thing but i've always found that if you see the act actually happening right in front of you live in person it's completely different from the experience of watching it on a you know a laptop screen or something you know so yeah who knows big rab might have to travel to one of these in future yeah i'm absolutely a fan okay there you go i hope you've enjoyed this week's topic of the week it's been quite a fun one to put together uh, one of which that no doubt we will return to but if you do have any questions of course email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com that address again bigrabshow at gmail.com and yeah let us know your thoughts and feelings on the the world of bagged competition yeah it's an it's a fascinating one yeah Alrighty, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Another show in the can. And if you haven't already, please do click on subscribe. Uh, So, yeah, no matter where you're listening to this right now, either it's subscribe or follow or whatever it is on your podcast player. Uh, So then, yeah, you'll be kept up to date on all the future episodes. As I say, we have quite a dose of great topics and conversations ahead of us over the next few months, especially through the competitive season, where you will not want to miss any of our coverage this year. Trust me, it's going to be a good one. This season's shaping up to be quite a competitive year, and uh, we have a lot of very interesting topics to discuss. We'll get into all of that in future shows. So yeah, don't miss them. Yeah, consider following us or subscribing so you'll never miss another episode. Don't forget as well that if you'd like to help support us, then you can do. And you'll get early access to, well, topics of the week like this one. Uh, You can go over there to Patreon, click on support. There's links in the show notes and stuff. You can go and check all that out now at your leisure. Uh, So, yeah, go click on support and you get your hands on all of that extra stuff and uh yeah you can be safe in the knowledge you're helping support your favorite wee podcast as well as getting all that extra stuff there you are Alrighty, that's me i am out the door so yeah it's farewell to the pipe band community at this point word of the week and i will see you all here on the big rab show podcast again next week so until then we'll see you all then all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>